0: You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. When I was growing up, one of the things my dad was really great at was playing the devil's advocate. And this bugged the hell out of me. Like, if I came home and said that another kid was mean or that I thought he was weird, he'd always say, well, you never know what's going on at home. It annoyed me so much because I wanted my dad to, like, take my side and say, yeah, that kid sounds like the worst. But he just wouldn't do that probably because my dad had had a rough childhood himself, he knew that there was always more to the story. He knew there was a bigger picture and that usually people don't just wake up randomly one day and decide to be jerks. Sometimes. There's always a bigger picture, and though that bigger picture doesn't erase the details, it does help show us things we never knew were there. Things that lie beyond our field of vision and that we often miss when we're fixated on the details that lie at the center of our vision. Which is why I think it's strange that we call this whole practice of curiosity playing the devil's advocate. Why is it that we associate looking at the bigger picture and considering other possibilities to be the devil's work? Because it sounds to me a lot more like God's work. Seeing the bigger picture sounds a lot more like playing God's advocate, which is in part what Jesus does for the disciples and for us at the ascension. After Jesus jumps on his celestial hoverboard and disappears into the clouds, the disciples just stand there for a while staring at the sky. It's like they're waiting for Jesus to swoop back down like Lady Gaga and say, like, gotcha, But then two angels appear and are like, guys, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? It's as if they're saying, stop looking for God here. God is no longer here in this one specific place. God is everywhere. God is now in the bigger picture. I mean, after all, the disciples, they've spent years following Jesus, hanging on his every word, marveling at his miracles, grieving his death, celebrating his resurrection. They came to know God in a brand new and liberating way, God in the human flesh. So it makes sense that they would be fixated on experiencing God through the living flesh and blood of Jesus, that they would be fixated on those clouds. But at the ascension, Jesus ceases being the Lord and Savior of this small band of Palestinians and becomes the Lord and Savior of the whole earth. So if the disciples wanted to continue experiencing God, then they, they had to shift their vision. They can't keep looking for Jesus as they knew him. They have to look for Christ who is in all people and in all things. Christ is no longer the detail. Christ is now the big picture. And that means Christ is also the big picture for us as well, as annoying as that can be. Just like I hated when my dad would try and show me that there was more to the story, I like to hang on to the ways I've experienced God in the past. I don't like being made to see the bigger picture. I like to get comfy with the ways that I think I'm seeing God right now, and I don't want to shift my line of sight but the bad news is that if I keep looking in the same place, God is going to move on. And I'm going to be left alone, straining to see God where God no longer is. But I'm often stubborn. And it takes a lot of repeti- repetition for me to learn this. For example, now this is a silly example, but I really, really love watching Murder Mysteries. And if I can find one where the detective is a priest, even better. (laughs) So over the past few years, I have binged on, I swear, every murder mystery I could find. Once I finished with the American shows, I moved to the British ones, and then the Scandinavian ones, and the Latin American ones, the Korean murder mysteries. I mean, it was delightful while it lasted. But about six months ago, I realized that I had seen pretty much everything that was out there. That was a very sad day. (laughs) But did I quickly decide to expand my repertoire and start watching maybe, God forbid, sci-fi? Or comedy? No! I dug my heels in and started to watch the the B-level, C, D, and even F-level murder mysteries. Shows I knew I didn't even like. I tried them before and I hated them. But because I like murder mysteries. That's what entertains me forever. Amen. <laughs> well, I think you probably know what happens. I descended into Netflix hell. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about when you like your hand is glued on the remote and you don't actually end up finishing a show, but you keep watching the first fifteen minutes of like 20 different shows, and you never get anywhere. But then one day, I came home, and my partner, Brian, asked if I wanted to watch the great British baking show. I was like, God, no! Like, if you can imagine anything that's more opposite, like murder mystery, British baking, like... I had visions of, you know, foppish hats and way too, inf- too much information about tea and crumpets. But I watched it, and I loved it because I had forgotten that my deepest hobby is baking. And literally, from like that day to the next, I was off my couch and back in the kitchen. I was in heaven on earth. I mean, I've been baking things that I was afraid to bake in the past that I've never tried or that I've never heard of, like a victorious sandwich. (laughs) I just needed my vision to get shaken up. I needed to be shown that I was staring up into the clouds looking for joy and satisfaction in this one specific tiny place when there was an entire world with other possibilities I could be drawing from. I needed to be shown the big picture, just like the disciples, I continue to have to be shown that God is on the move, that God doesn't sit still. Therefore, God isn't always going to be in my field of vision. But has already moved on into parts of the world and people and ideas that I've not even begun to imagine. Which means it's, it's dangerous when I get too attached to God being in my opinions in my ways of doing church in my political party in my preferences to the exclusion of all the ways God is showing up in the lives of those who are strangers to me and even my enemies I need to be exposed to strangers and enemies because oftentimes that's the next place where I should expect to find God which is perhaps why we associate considering other opinions and seeing the big picture to be advocating on behalf of the devil rather than for God. Because it feels safer to imagine that God is on the side of our vision of things, even if it's not true. It's terrifying to realize that God is the one drawing our vision forever outward and away from what makes us feel safe. It's terrifying to think that, for instance, God might be drawing our kid to marry someone we really don't like. Or for us to remain friends who somehow whose beliefs just don't line up with ours. Or that God is calling us to leave our job, to leave our relationship to change things. But often the thing that terrifies us is precisely the thing that we need in order to see the bigger picture. Earlier in today's liturgy, Joshua Smith, he extinguished the paschal candle, the Easter candle sitting on the altar. It's an ancient tradition that during the ascension reading as Christ disappears into the clouds, the flame symbolizing the risen Christ is snuffed out. It seems like a sad, slightly melancholy tradition, but it's not meant to be. It's meant to celebrate the good news of today, that in the words of the old hymn, in Christ there is no east or west, in him no south or north, but one great fellowship of love throughout the whole wide earth. Because the good news of the ascension is that God is moving, moving away from our center of vision and into the periphery and beyond. And if we want to experience the joy and freedom that only God can bring, we can't stand still either. We can't keep looking where we've always looked because what we see there won't change us. It won't shake us up and help us to see the bigger picture which is that Christ fills all the earth and sky. Amen.